Hello, college baseball fans. Welcome to another show of the Weekend Rotation. I'm here with Noah, Alex, and Jake. How's it going, fellas? What's up, Mark? How's uh, Omaha treating you, too? <laughs> it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Up here in the press box right now, watching Field of Dreams up on the monitor, and just waiting around and getting ready to see the parade come out here. Yeah, I don't know about this uh, Field of Dreams presentation, but uh, say. 200 people here are not really invested in it, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, there's people down in the lower bowl. I think that they were expecting something else, but they're all like trying to turn their bodies to watch Field of Dreams up on the screen. It's pretty hilarious <laughs> at the moment. But no, it's just good. It's great. I mean, we've had a great day. We've got to do uh, – there was eight press credentials today, so we got to go do all the uh, press conferences with all the teams. Uh, every team had two players at least and one coach, and it was really awesome to get to go through those and do those. So – it was fun. Got to ask some good questions. Got to talk to Troy Clonch and ask him a couple questions. So I'll get that out for Beaver Nation here a little later. Yeah, unfortunately, he's the only, uh, you know, former Beaver there. Uh, Yeski. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Yeski. Yeah, y'all can <laughs> claim Yeski. You're welcome. And Jack Washburn. <laughs> and Washburn from Ole Miss. So we're everywhere, okay? We're like a popular, <laughs> we're like a weeds, okay? We just pop up. Speaking <laughs> of weeds, I, I did see a couple of LSU fans already. <laughs> they, I guess they didn't get refundable hotels. Yeah, they thought they thought they were still in the World Series because they don't watch baseball until the World Series. <laughs> oh, wow. Ouch. <laughs> they probably thought they were playing Texas. That's why. They're like, we, oh, I see a yellow team. We want Texas. <laughs> Uh, well, are you guys ready to get into this here? Let's start with uh, Texas A&M and Oklahoma. Uh, that game is going to be Detmer. And they, Oklahoma did not name a starting pitcher today. Uh, coach decided not to start a name a starting pitcher. I have a hard time believing he's not going to go Bennett in that first matchup. Uh, Jake, what do you know about that one here with A&M? Um, I'm really nervous for that game at A&M. OU has a ton of talent. It seemed like they kind of figured it out late in the season. And at least from a tournament standpoint, I know AM's undefeated and they haven't lost, but they really haven't looked like the complete team that kind of they played like throughout the season. They've had to come back in every single win. So it'll be really interesting to see if kind of the bats pick it up or if the pitching kind of keeps it down. Because that's the only thing I'm worried about just from an AM standpoint. And fingers, fingers crossed, 29 year streak. Hopefully it's going to break at 1 p.m. AM hasn't won a College World Series game since 1993. 93 good lord what a streak uh alex i know you're looking at this game and you try to figure out what's going to be is going to be pitching is going to be offense uh what do you see here from oklahoma in this series i mean oklahoma has just been on a tear they got mad that they weren't a host and they uh they've been letting everybody know and um i mean peyton graham is just unbelievable um Jake Bennett is an incredible lefty, um, and I think they'll be able to take it. I mean, they should be able to take advantage of some AM mistakes. AM has not played a clean uh, postseason. Uh, they're last in the field when it comes to fielding percentage, somewhere around 970. You yeah. know, most of the other teams are up over 980. So. Absolutely. And when you look at this matchup here, it looks like a like a little bit of small ball versus a team that kind of backed their way into the tournament here, playing good enough ball to win, uh, making mistakes, but having clutch hits get out of it. Oklahoma, Peyton Graham just comes up with a big hit when they need it. They seem to steal a lot of bases. They have three guys with 20-plus stolen bases. Seems like small ball. Noah, what do you see here in this matchup? 
Well, when we were talking to, I don't want to say we were talking to him privately, but in the press conference, it just looked like Peyton Graham had kind of that look in his eye and a guy that is somebody who he's still on that mission for his team. Who's to say if the whole team is, but that's definitely a team you could tell they were disrespected by the, the NCAA committee and they knew that going in. And I felt really good when they were talking. I feel like they're going to beat A&M game one and continue that streak. I've actually got A&M going 0-2 and I can't wait for Jake to be here to see it. <laughs> That's rough. I, I don't have him going 0-2. I have – well, we'll talk about the next one after that, but I have Notre Dame going 0-2 because my hate for the Irish. Um, but when you talk about it here, I do think it is Oklahoma is the better team in this matchup right now. I think that they're playing better ball. I think the small ball in this big ballpark is going to help them. Uh, I know Troy Clanch has been clutch here for A&M, but I don't know if he's got enough. If you're looking at the A&M ball club here, Jake, I know you are. What do they have to do to win this game? They got to get great starting pitching for Dittmer because I know that that's kind of been a real challenge for Slosh all year is they really seem to only have about five pitchers and it kind of, you know, they rotate to see who's on. So that's going to be the biggest key for me is just kind of seeing how they're going to use Palish and Moo out of the bullpen. And the longer that Dittmer can go, that's going to be the biggest key to that. And on paper, A&M really shouldn't be in Omaha. I mean, they, they, you know, they make a ton of errors. They don't have, you know, an Ivan Melendez blow you away. It seems like they always do just enough to win. And I, I think that's going to play dividends in Omaha that they have kind of been in these situations before. Absolutely. I agree. I think that that's the way that they win. They have to have good starting pitching. They have to get in through this, and that's the way that they keep going. Alex, I know when you look at this one, I think I don't know who you've got in this one, so let me know. Oh, I've got Oklahoma in this one. I'm uh, I'm with Noah. I'm on A&M 0-2. Um, I just don't – you know, when it, when it comes to uh, Omaha, you got to have defense. And AM just doesn't. I mean, it's a similar story with LSU this year. Um, I think AM and LSU were very similar teams, just AM had better starter, starting pitching. Yeah, and I think that's what the matchup is when we look at it here. It's going to be who has the better starting pitching tomorrow, whether it's Bennett or anybody else for Oklahoma. I, I just don't see a way that they don't start Bennett. It feels like you have to go him. He's been hot down the stretch of the season. It'd be insane to not start him, I think. Uh, but, Noah, who do you got in this one here? You got Oklahoma as well, you said? Yeah, I'm going with Oklahoma. I think they're still on that mission. Fair. Let's move on to the next one here with Texas and Notre Dame. Uh, Texas boasts the Golden Spikes winner. He's going to win it tomorrow morning, I believe. I don't see a way that he doesn't win it at 9 a.m. tomorrow. He's the best player, at least the Powerball country, Alex, what do you see here in Texas Notre Dame? Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking forward to seeing Ivan Melendez in Omaha. I mean, I think that's going to be that's must see TV anytime. But it's not Texas isn't just Ivan Melendez. It, I mean, if they were, they wouldn't be here in Omaha. I mean, you still got Murphy Staley, Trey Faltini, you know, all those guys that they up and down the lineup one through nine they can hit. Yeah, they and, broke their home run record this year by forty. They beat their yeah. old home run record by 40. So you can and take if you take Melendez out, lineup, out, too, they still break the record. Still I read that break today. the record. Yeah, with, without crazy. the best hitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about that. And then Ivan Melendez, Murphy Staley, those two guys are really going to carry them. My question is, Jake, if you're looking at this, does Notre Dame have the better starting pitching, though? I do. I mean, I think that's really kind of the only thing that Notre Dame does better than Texas and the other teams is the starting pitching. But Texas just has a gauntlet of a lineup. It seems like every single one of their hitters takes professional at bats. I think their kind of dark horse MVP is Skylar Messenger. He kind of seems to be the glue that holds them together. I mean, when you're six holes, you know, one of the top 10 batting average hitters in the country, that's a very, very dangerous lineup. But, I mean, Texas is back in bullpen against elite talent has struggled. That's going to be the tale of Omaha for Texas is kind of how that back end does. 
I'm really interested to see Pete Hansen. I want to see what he comes out here and does. Uh, they did name him the, the starter here. I assumed that that was going to happen, but you know, you never know showing up. You hope that he's going to be the starter and he can go for him. When you're talking about this, Noah, what do you see here when you're looking at Notre Dame? Yeah, did you see a team that maybe they they blew their load already? You know, they when you go out and you play a team like Tennessee and you beat them, it's it kind of takes a lot out of you. And when you go in there and you're you, you're kind of just riding adrenaline the whole time in those kind of games. Like, are we really going to do this? Are we really going to do this? And of course, Omaha is built on adrenaline. And you saw NC State succeed here last year, riding that same kind of adrenaline wave. But I think Texas is just kind of it's setting up a little too nicely for him. We have to give Jake a lot of credit here, who kind of said. It's kind of rigged for Texas all along, and here they are. And we're talking about them maybe having a path to a championship. Alex, when I look at this, I know that I've been hating on Notre Dame all year. I don't like them in this matchup. I think it's a bad matchup for them. But can Betrand be enough pitching to stop this Texas lineup, or is it enough to even pause that lineup and get them into some bullpen maybe? I mean, it certainly is. I mean, we saw it happen to Tennessee. If it can happen to Tennessee, it can happen to Texas. And so this, I mean, this one for me personally is is a coin flip. I really don't have a good feel for how this one's going to go. Um, I, I personally, I mean, I think Texas is going to win, but man, they're going to have to scratch and claw, and because this Notre Dame team is not going to go away quietly. Agreed. I do think it's going to be a tighter game than people are giving it credit, but I think that this Texas lineup is too much. Jake, I think you're going with Texas, but uh, why don't you tell me why you got Texas? Yeah, I think Texas is going to throw every single thing that they have to try and win this game. I think, you know, I know that we always talk about being 2-0 and is more important, but I think, you know, getting a good start out of their starting pitching is going to be just key to this because they do have that bullpen problem. I picked Texas kind of easily in this one, if I'm being honest. I think it's going to be, you know, 6-2, 7-2, kind of in that range. I just don't think Notre Dame's pitching. I think their their wave's kind of going to run out. Looking at the big ballpark, Noah, what do you think? Do you think Texas has enough to get out of the stadium? I think they do. You know, you've seen Ivan hit 30, 32 home runs now uh, for a reason. He's got the pop in his bat. They're an experienced lineup. Specifically, they're an experienced lineup in this building. They were a win away from playing for a national championship last season. And they bring a lot of that veteran group back. People around here are kind of questionable. Do they have the pitching to win it all? But I think they definitely have the pitching to get to that championship series. Yeah, two out of three is a little different than playing in a double elimination bracket. I think uh, it is going to test them to get down to that. So when we look at this here, I am taking Texas in this game. Obviously, everybody knows how much I hate Notre Dame. <laughs> I don't think that they should even be here, but they got here. So they did it. But I do think that they are the team that goes 0-2. I think that they are the first team out of the tournament here. We're looking at this. Uh, let's go look at the other side here. And we're going to get into the Arkansas and Stanford matchup, which I believe is the best matchup in the whole tournament. I think it's the most fun game, and that's going to be the Saturday morning game. Uh, when we're looking at this, Noah, why don't you tell me a little bit about Arkansas? Well, Arkansas is a, kind of like a team of destiny. A lot of people around here seem to think they're kind of like Mississippi State last year, where they're just due, and they're finally going to break through. You've seen this team play at their play at their best during the postseason this season, which is really exactly what you want from a team. But at the same time, we've seen them play pretty poorly. Which Which one are we going to get? A few years ago, it was we saw Arkansas go 0-2 here, the year after they played the national championship. So it really just has to decide what kind of mission are they on. And if Arkansas is dialed in, they can beat anybody in the country. I think we all know that. Yeah, looking at this, Alex, uh, would you have out, uh, Arkansas and Stanford? That seems like a lot of pop in both those ball clubs there, a lot of home runs. Does this ballpark slow those teams down, or do they both just keep up with the hot offense? I mean – the, that ballpark slows most teams down. I mean, 
not not a ton, but it, it'll it'll slow him down a little bit. Um, and I think um, Stanford has the edge on the mound. Um, I mean, Connor Nolan. I'm assuming he's he's starting for them. Yes, um, yes, yeah. they did confirm that he is going to start game one. Yeah, so I mean, Connor Nolan is a really solid pitcher, but he's not the guy. He's not you know a first round draft pick, right? He's not. I mean, he's not Kevin Copps or he's not, you know, Will Bednar or, or, you know, guys like that that went in first round, you know, he's, um, but he's a really, he's a guy that's been around the block and knows how to pitch. But I think, I mean, I picked Stanford to win the national championship even before Tennessee was knocked out. Like Stanford was my national champion and I'm going to stick with that. Like I, I think Stanford wins this game, but I think it's going to be really close and it's Arkansas is going to make some incredible uh, defensive plays. I mean, battles and more doesn't get any better in a, a, of a middle infield than that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one here. We got to see these teams take BP today, and I'll tell you what, the two teams that impressed me most were absolutely Arkansas and Stanford. Uh, they both looked to drive the ball at the ballpark. I was shocked by both these ball clubs just crushing the ball in the ballpark when everybody else seemed to be struggling with the size of the ballpark. Uh, Jake, when you look at this one, what do you got here in this matchup between Arkansas and Stanford? What stands out? First off, this is, I think, probably my favorite matchup. It's two teams that it seems like are always in the tournament. And I know that we always talk about Arkansas being the team of destiny, but I think Stanford kind of has that feel of the team of destiny. They got put in a really tough regional. I mean, they lost on a walk-off wild pitch last year to get eliminated. I think they came back this year, and I think Stanford's going to win this game, and I do like them coming out of this bracket. But don't be surprised if the loser of this game kind of rolls the bracket again. Yeah, I mean, when we looked at this, when we break it down and just keep looking at it, you go, okay, both these ball clubs deserve to be here. They both are very talented. To me, I think the winner of this one is set up to be the winner on this side of the bracket. I think that they're going to have the least amount of damage to their pitching. Arkansas, as much as their fans are not going to want to hear this, they feel like the 2018 Beavers, where they had probably the best team in the country in 17. Arkansas had probably the best team in the country last year. They come back with a few new starters. They come back and they win the World Series next year. I feel like Arkansas is a team of destiny. I feel like I'm taking Arkansas to win this game one. Uh, but I think Stanford does battle all the way back, Jake. I think you're right there. Noah, who you got in this first one? You know, like you said, as much as Arkansas fans don't want to hear it, I'm going down another road. I agree with you that the winner of this game wins the national championship, and I can't really decide who I want and who I think is going to win the national championship between Arkansas and, and uh, Stanford. But I'm thinking Stanford wins tomorrow. I think Braden Montgomery is going to put on a clinic. I'm so excited to watch him play in person. Yeah, we talked about it here live. We to watch him take BP from both sides of the plate. And as you call it, he's a wagon. The guy is a wagon. There's no better wagon. There's uh, Oklahoma Sooners are here with their wagons. It doesn't matter. Braden Montgomery is the wagon. Uh, I, I did say that Oklahoma is also a wagon, and they did use the phrase wagon of culture in their press conference today. I did give Mark a look. I don't know if he noticed, but I'm so excited. <laughs> I did. As soon as the word wagon comes up or anybody says the weekend rotation, my ears park up. I'm like, oh, like a, like a prairie dog sitting out there. So, no, I really do think that this one is an exciting baseball game. I think it's the best baseball game we've had in the first round of a college world series in a very long time. Alex, who do you got in this in this Arkansas-Stanford matchup? So, yeah, I think I got, I got Stanford. I mean, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a dog fight. But I just think, you know, Brady Montgomery and company are just – they're just too much. Yeah, too much offense. I I I can see that. I'm, I I just I don't know. I think that both these teams have good pitching. I think they have good bullpens. I think they both have battled to get to where they are here. Arkansas struggled down the end of the season at the SEC, and then they came back out and started winning regionals. 
Uh, and a lot of people had them in their Omaha 8 all year, <coughs> Mark. And anyway, we'll look at this. And Jake, who do you think you got in this one? Uh, just since everybody seems to be picking Stanford, I'm going to pick Arkansas just to kind of avoid, you know, the clean sweep because it is a really close game and it does kind of feel like a coin toss here. I, I know it kind of feels weird just talking all great about Stanford, but I'm going to go Arkansas here. Yeah, I think when I take a look at this and that comes down to these teams are both the best ball clubs, I think they're on the side of the bracket by a long ways. I look at it and it goes down to coaching for me and I think Van Horn beats David out. That's what I just think in my personal opinion here. So I'm going to go with uh, Arkansas in that first round. I don't know about the whole side of the bracket, but I'm going to go Arkansas to win that first game here. Uh, moving on to the Auburn and Old Miss game. You know, Noah, why don't you tell me a little bit here about your Old Miss reps? Well, I just said to Mark a few minutes ago when we were preparing for the show, I can't believe Ole Miss is here. Um, as much as I rode the wagon and – and they've been my rebels. I just, they have no business being here. But I'm so excited. And I was watching them play. They were playing softball on the on the softball field at Creighton yesterday. And it was, this is a team that's loose. I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing when you're coming into Omaha as a, as a three seed. But I'm, I'm very excited to watch them play. Everybody knows I love Jacob Gonzalez. I've been down on Auburn for quite some time. Can they beat another team that I'm down on? We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, they were running all over the field and being crazy today. It was pretty outstanding. Wait for that rain delay. We were sitting here watching the rain delay and the storm comes through. And it didn't seem to bother Old Miss. Bianco's just sitting down there in the dugout and he's standing out there getting rained on. The guys are back in the uh, batting cages just hacking away and they come out here and do uh, defense on the ballpark. It doesn't seem to phase them right now. Uh, Alex, who do you got in this Auburn Old Miss game? I got Old Miss, man. I think Dylan DeLucia is a, a star on the mound and really kind of I, I don't know if i call it an unsung hero but he really coming in and starting on fridays really saved their season um and i mean they they've got them in texas have the best lineup here and um you know i just think that I think they're just going to be too much. They're going to roll over some teams. I don't think they're necessarily going to roll over Auburn. Auburn's not going to lay down and die. Sonny DeShera, you know, Blake Rambush, all those guys. They're not. They're not going to go away quietly. But uh, I think Ole Miss is. They feel like to me. They feel like the team of destiny. There's a lot of offensive firepower. Sorry, we're looking there, interviewing people in the stands that are sitting out there watching Field of Dreams. So they're literally doing a side-by-side of people that watch Field of Dreams and then they have them interviewed on the cameras. It's pretty yeah. outstanding. So anyway, getting to this one. Yeah, Ole Miss and Auburn. I feel like it's a lot of offensive firepower, and you don't talk about pitching, but you did. DeLuca is getting the start, and Auburn has confirmed they are starting Joseph Gonzalez. Jake, what do you see in this matchup here? I really like Auburn in this game. And as much as I want to crap on SEC West teams, um, they they really took care of business in kind of their fraud of a bracket in the first round. And then they went out and beat a very, very good Oregon State team when it seemed like everything was kind of against them, staying an hour and a half away. I think on paper, if we just look at the two teams, you're going to sit here and, and just marvel at how great Ole Miss's lineup is. But Auburn's kind of played the tougher road, it seems like. And I, I think that's going to play dividends here. And especially Sonny DeShera, that's going to be the, the key to me. Is just getting to see him play. I'm so excited to see him. I tell you what, watching him live in Corvallis was outstanding. Now, he did have only his second game of the season where he didn't get a hit, 
But then he comes back and hits and he hits bombs. And the guy is a really talented hitter. He goes up there and he has a very good eye on the zone. I don't know if uh, Delucia is going to be able to get him out. I mean, it's just a bad matchup for Delucia, I think. Um, you know, when we look at this, Noah, I know that you have Ole Miss probably in this game because you love Ole Miss. What's the biggest standout for you? Well, it's going to be how well Delucia can pitch against that that lineup. I just think you need to throw four balls to, to Sonny D and just let him get on base and – and he can't. What is he going to do? Steal? No. So <laughs> just go ahead and take care of business out there and and play your game. You've been the hottest team in the country lately. You're, I think they're scoring teams fifty two to thirteen in the NCAA tournament. Just keep it up. It's going to be hard to hit the long ball in this home, in this park, but they've been doing it the right way. I, I'm I can't put into words how excited I am to watch Jacob Gonzalez, Caden Wallace, Peyton Graham, and and uh, Braden Montgomery in this in this park tomorrow and Saturday. Yeah, we got some great games coming up. Uh, but, you know, tell me, Alex, who you got in this one, in this Ole Miss and Auburn set? You take I got an Ole, Ole Miss. Take an Ole Miss. Yeah. Jake? Auburn. Auburn this is really easy. They're hot. They're too hot. You know, I was really torn on this one, and I was looking at it, and I keep going back and forth on this. I'm taking Auburn as well. I think that the I think that J- Joseph Gonzalez is going to come out. I think he's going to pitch well. He pitched well against Oregon State, got the loss in that game, but he didn't pitch badly. You know, they didn't score any runs because they were facing Cooper Jerpy, who's winning the National Pitcher of the Year this right now. So when you look at it, I think these teams are very evenly matched, um, but I do think that Auburn has a little bit of a hotter streak, playing a little bit better competition. I think that Oregon State's better than USM, and I think that's really what it comes down to is Auburn had a tougher game going into this one here. Okay, let's look at sides of the bracket and pick wins overall, guys. We're going to have some predictions here from both sides. Uh, Jake, I want to know who you have on the A&M, Oklahoma, Texas, and Notre Dame side and why and who you have going 0-2 and getting out first. I got Notre Dame going 0-2, and then I have OU kind of coming out on that side. Um, you know, that Sunday game in OU, Texas, that was at, you know, the Rangers Park, I think that's kind of when the season changed for OU. They they blew a seven-run lead and lost, and I think they're still kind of thinking about that one. I, I don't have AM. I have AM winning one game and then kind of getting out right after Notre Dame. But but I think OU is going to be the one that kind of shocks and goes through that side of the bracket. They're, they're set up for it. So you got Oklahoma winning that side of the bracket, and you've got Notre Dame going 0-2. So you've got Texas and Texas A&M being the loser's bracket. That is a bold prediction. I mean, Oklahoma has been hot late. Uh, they have the offense and Peyton Graham and Tanner Treadwell. I think that they just, you know, and they have the starting pitching. So who knows? You might be correct here on this one. Alex, why don't you tell me who you've got on that side of the bracket for me? Uh, so I said earlier I got AM going 0 2. Sorry, Jake. Street Not continues. one. We need one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I have Texas coming out of that side of the bracket. I mean, I'm sure that's, I mean, Maybe you could call that the the easy pick or whatever, but I mean, I just I think that they uh, they've been here, they've done that, they know they know the deal, and um, they're gonna get just enough out of Pete Hansen and and Tristan Stevens and those guys uh, to allow Ivan Melendez and Murphy Staley and all those guys to to do what they do. I know it doesn't matter statistically but they do have 38 appearances and 37 non-appearances only so when you look at that that is an insane number to even fight destiny when you're talking about an a&m club who hasn't been there in a long time oklahoma notre dame these teams don't have the pedigree of what texas brings on that side of the bracket uh 
So I got you. I can understand that. And I'm going on too. And Texas winning it on your side. That's my uh, nightmare. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Noah, why don't you tell me what who you got owing to and who you got winning that side? Well, Jake's nightmare continues. I agree with Alex wholeheartedly. Um, I've just seen so many A and M teams come here that I think are better than this team finish worse. So I'm excited to see him go zero and two. Um, I really, really cannot wait for Texas to play one of Oklahoma and A and M because this place. It's frankly always been my dream to see a fight in the stands, and this is the closest we've always we're gonna get until Ole Miss plays Mississippi State here. So you know what? Feed it to me. Um, but unfortunately, A and M is not gonna be in that party. Oklahoma is going to take care of them, and then Notre Dame is going to finish them off. So, and, and who do you have winning? Texas. The eyes of Texas are upon you. Yeah, no, my girlfriend can teach you the song. She was looking for somebody to do it with her. So. Yeah, those are all the words I will ever say. <laughs> uh, so when I look at this bracket, I have Notre Dame going 0-2. I think that they are the worst team in this side of the bracket. I do have uh, Texas winning it, though. I think that they are just the team that is the team of destiny, it feels like, on this side of the bracket. They got shorted in the middle part of the season. People kind of were down on them. Then they come out and they played a little bit better. Oklahoma felt like they played really good down the stretch as well. But I think that Texas, with that much pop, uh, if Pete Hansen can get out of game one, I think that they're fine. I think that that's their biggest problem right now is getting out of game one and getting into the next set of games. So, yeah, I have Texas winning on this side of the bracket, and I have Notre Dame going 0-2. Let's jump over to the other side of the bracket here and talk about these. Uh, Jake, you got Arkansas, Stanford, Auburn, and Ole Miss. Who's your 0-2, and who's your winner on this side? I got Stanford as the winner coming out, and I got Ole Miss going 0-2. I think that there's just a big talent gap between the three teams and then Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss's kind of Cinderella run is going to die here. I mean, no, you said it yourself. You, you, you are surprised that they're in Omaha. And I think the moment is going to be a little bit too big for them. They, they kind of – I mean, they're almost a little too comfortable for me. I know that you want to be loose and everything, but it feels like they're just happy to be here. Boy, them's fighting words in this press box right now. Let me tell <laughs> yeah. you, we're sitting here about four chairs apart, and I feel the heat coming from that side. Noah, why don't you tell me a little bit about here, what you got here for the 0-2 and the winner? Well, as much as I would like to pick my Ole Miss Rebels to play for the national championship, I think they're going to fall just short. I think we can all see that Tim Elko, Thierry press conference coming. But it's not going to be 0-2. That's a casual take, and I wouldn't expect anything less from Jake. Um, so Auburn will be the team going 0-2, unfortunately for them, not unfortunately for anybody else. But um, I'm picking Arkansas. Play arts to play Texas national championship. This place is going to be full of juice because Texas is going to beat Oklahoma. They might get to play A and M, maybe. I don't think so though. And then they will play Arkansas for national championship. So this place is going to be so like ready to you know brawl, and I can't wait. I love it. I love where your head's at. I love where you're going with this here, Alex. I want to hear your O and two team, and I want to hear your winning teams. So I got Auburn going 0 and 2 as well. I think um, I just don't. I just don't think that they've got the. Um, I just don't think it match up well with any of the teams on this side of the bracket, honestly. And I think um, I got Stanford winning this side of the bracket. Um, I think this bracket will actually come down to Stanford and Ole Miss, not Stanford and Arkansas. Uh, and I mean. 
I'm impressed by this Ole Miss team. So I would not be shocked if they came out of the side of the bracket. I don't think they will, but I wouldn't be shocked. Wow. Yeah, this is this is nuts here. Uh, Noah's muted. He didn't know he was muted, but that's okay. He went the other direction. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I just I went to unmute I went to mute myself and okay. Anyway, if Ole Miss plays for national championship, I expect them to give me a ring if they win. <laughs> the other reason they're there, yeah. I mean, wagon's gonna wagon apparently, so they're here. Did Elko thank you for getting them to? Yeah, Omaha? Tim actually reached out, sent a fruit basket over to Mark and I in the in the press. Uh, Edible area. arrangements. Yep. <laughs> well, that was nice of him. Yeah. It was weird. He gave him like batting gloves and gave him a water bottle, and he's like, "You deserve this." <laughs> it was really, it was really awkward. It was. You're like a boosters kid, Noah. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't know I was standing there anymore. I was like, "Do I do I look him in the eyes? Do I walk away? What happens here?" <laughs> Mike, Mike Bianco said that when he signs his contract extension, when he gets back to Oxford, I'm getting the cut. <laughs> I will say, looking at this here, when I look at this, Ole Miss had a great press conference today. Elko and Bianco were ter- terrific. Arkansas had a great – I thought all the press conferences on this side of the bracket were awesome. Uh, when I look at this, though, I really believe that this is Arkansas's time. I know Arkansas fans hate me. I'm trying to rebuild this trust. Join me, Arkansas fans. I think that you're coming back. Uh, I have you winning this side of the bracket. And I have Ole Miss going 0-2 just for Ole Miss' sake because it's lots of fun here this week while I'm here. They could lose two games before I leave and say goodbye to Noah for this year. So I'm going Ole Miss going 0-2 and being eliminated first on this side of the bracket. Okay, so I'm going to go walk each of you through your national championships. I want you to tell me how many games and who wins it. So, Alex, you have Texas versus Stanford. How many games, who wins it, and why? So Stanford's going to win in three games. Um, I think Texas will win game one um, because I think they will be in a better situation pitching-wise for game one. Um, cause I think they're going to roll through that side of the bracket fairly easily. Um, and Stanford's got a much bigger dog fight on their hands on that, on their side of the bracket. And then, uh, but Stanford's just, they're just too much for Texas. So Alex has Stanford overall. All right, Jake, let's get into yours. You have Oklahoma and Stanford. Who do you have winning it in how many games? I got Oklahoma in three. Oklahoma really is the hottest team. And, you know, we talk all the time about how the best team in baseball rarely wins it. It's always the hottest team. And OU, to me, kind of feels like the hottest team right now. Okay. I can understand where you're coming from. Noah, you have Texas versus Arkansas. How many and how? And what's the count? Yeah, I've got Arkansas, and I've got them doing it in three. Um, I was telling Mark earlier that I think it would be really, really poetic if one of two things happened. Um, Arkansas dropped a foul ball and then a couple minutes later won the game or if Arkansas lost game two by dropping a foul ball and then winning the next game they do have to win I'm not going to go on record and say it'd be funny if they lost again wink but I will say that I think that Arkansas is kind of a team of destiny but if Ole Miss is playing for that national championship I'm an Ole Miss lifer again I'll get an Ole Miss tattoo on my forehead <laughs> the Gucci, the Gucci uh, Arkansas tattoo let, let me tell you, 
he told me this while we were eating pizza and drinking beer and it almost came out of my nose. I was laughing so hard when he's like, wouldn't it be great if Arkansas dropped another foul ball and lost a game? And I was like, That's, I can't do this. I cannot be in, cannot be in Rocco's with this going on right now, trying to rebuild my relationship with Arkansas fans. And you're doing this to me. Oh, and then the lady next to me is like, oh, why does Arkansas hate you? Oh, because I'm an Oregon State fan. She's like, oh, I get it then. I was like, that's me. <laughs> I get it. Like, it's plausible. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, I get it. Hate Mark. Uh, so when I look at this, I had uh, Texas versus Arkansas. I do believe it's Arkansas's year. I do believe they do it too. I think that when you look at college baseball, you get a lot of these really great college baseball coaches that have been here a lot of times. I feel like it's Dave Van Horn's time. They had a little bit of struggle. They had the same struggles that you have after a great season. Feels like they rebuilt. Feels like they're here. Feels like they're ready to go. I think Arkansas wins this in two. I just feel like they're the hottest team coming off the most adversity late. Oklahoma might be the hottest team, but they were also rolling through their brackets, so it didn't feel like they had that much adversity. So I'm going to take Arkansas here. I'm going to take Arkansas in two and feel pretty good about it, and no foul balls dropped. I'm not rooting that on anybody. <laughs> trying to get my mojo just back jinxed here. them. They're going to drop two now. Oh, I hope not. Well, I won't be here for that set, so as long as they can get through, as long as they're 2-0 and oh by the time I leave and get on my flight, my conscience is clear. I'm clean. Oregon State fan rooting for Arkansas in two games is enough. So... Uh, I've got a little bit of a fun one to add. Uh, who do you think the CWS most outstanding player will be this year? Mark, I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be Brayden Montgomery for Stanford. I love that pick. I love that pick with everything I have. Uh, me personally, I am going to take Caden Wallace. It feels like his tournament to win. It feels like if Arkansas is going to make the run, then it's going to be on Caden Wallace's back, and I feel like he's going to come up with the big shots here. I know that they got big big hit uh, more, Bob Moore, but I think that it's all Caden Wallace. It's all on his shoulders here. He's going to be the one that carries them through this, so I'm taking Caden Wallace player of the year. I'm going to say Bowser out of Stanford. That's going to be mine. I'm rolling with one of the friends of the program, either Jalen Battles or Michael Turner. Turner's been kind of the hot guy already, so I'm going to go to Jalen Battles. The Experience. rental. Yeah. I did talk to him today and called him a rental, and he liked it. So. <laughs> he's turning into he's the back. an NIL deal with a rental company. Yeah, he's got a bunch of NIL deals. He's got a firework <laughs> one, too. That one's my yeah. favorite. <laughs> I must say, being here on site and getting to see all these guys and talk to some of them and just being around them, these guys are all excited, all eight teams. I don't think there's a team here that thinks that they belong, but they also don't think they don't belong, if that makes sense. They all deserve to be here, but they all fought hard to get here. So uh, even when you're looking at Stanford as the highest rated seed left, they had a hard time getting here. So all these teams are battle-tested. They're all ready to go. I don't think it's going to come out as the best team's going to win. I think it's whoever's going to be playing the best at the right times here. Uh, but it's going to be exciting. I'm really excited for it. All right, I got a question. What's the worst nightmare of a matchup um, for the for the finals? Like worst rated matchup, like the one that you're not looking forward to? Notre Dame and anybody. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm if I'm really looking at this, I would say that Notre Dame and Stanford would probably be in the most boring final. Uh, and I love Stanford in this, but I do think that that would be the most boring final if I'm looking at it overall. The problem with Notre Dame and Stanford is if you just start doing like math, you're, you're yeah. muted now. They'll you're do calcul about the calculus, the the, the derivatives. Well, how, no one wants to Jake hear what I said then. We can hear through Mark's mic. Oh, okay. <laughs> For those that don't know, Noah is right here. <laughs> Look at me, I was working. 
Alex, who you got for the most boring matchup? Most boring matchup would probably be Notre Dame Auburn. To me, um, yeah, that just doesn't have a whole lot of juice to it. I, I'm starting to get concerned because uh, Alex and I have agreed a lot this evening. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been learning from you all season, so yeah, it's all we haven't we've been stealing his tweets. He's, he's the new Jake stealing <laughs> tweets. <laughs> We haven't agreed a whole lot this offseason or this postseason, but now we're running the same picks, and I don't like that at all. <laughs> oh, I'm really excited here for the next few days. I think we're going to see some fantastic baseball. Uh, it's it's always the roughest time to see these kids that are seniors and have their last shot go home. Um, but why not? If you're going to go home, make it in Omaha, make it a thing. Be big, be bold, have a great time down here. So, Jake, you're joining us Saturday, Sunday? Uh, Sunday early, early. We're driving all day Saturday, so I'll be live um, somewhere in rural Oklahoma on Saturday for the weekend rotation. <laughs> so, so Jake will be in and out due to cell service. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got the hotspot. I actually upgraded my hotspot for this trip. Oh, all right. You got to stop at a Riverwind Casino in Norman, Oklahoma. Friends of the program. I'm staying away from that place now. That place is cursed. Uh, for those who know me, I do love a casino, so I need to maybe go find one here in Omaha. We, we can, they're in Council Bluffs. So we can see them from here almost. Outstanding. <laughs> uh, you guys got anything else going on? Well, I figure we should tell people what the plan is for Saturday. Noah? So, so Saturday, or yeah, Noah, you got it? Well, yeah, Saturday we're going to be live with, with Chinook Cedary down at their booth here in Omaha. Um, don't really know what the setup is going to be. If you're in Omaha and watching the program, feel free to come by. You know the usual time, 9 a.m. Central in, uh, on Saturday, and we're looking forward to that. We don't know what it's going to be. We don't know who's going to be there. Could be some walk-ins. Could be anything. We could be interviewing people on the street. Some people are calling it the most exciting show in weekend rotation history. Am I one of them? To be determined. <laughs> <laughs> I, for one, will certainly be out there. Uh, so if you want to come see me and Noah, I know we're going to be down there. I don't know. Uh, Alex, are you going to start the podcast with us too and be home home for this one? Yeah, yeah. I'll be I'll be on the stream too. So I'll Sweet. be sitting so you, in my house. You can carry us if the whole thing collapses on us. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or if or we'll just be Alex talking Jake about – yeah, it'll be Alex talking about the LSU glory days. We'll talking be, about walk-off yeah, we'll runs. We'll just relive all six national yeah. championships. He'll just call up Chris DeMui and be like, hey, Chris, I just yes. want to talk baseball. No, yes. Alex will get Warren Morris on the show somehow, and, yeah. and, and he'll do that. But I would be okay if, if we drop coverage and, and Alex just says the word Florida on repeat. for yeah, Florida. 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 Yeah, I'm glad they're not Florida here. Didn't, yeah. uh, didn't make it to Omaha, so I don't get to say it as much. <laughs> Noah seems happy about that. No, I love when he says it. it's like I told the guy running the whole press thing today. Like his voice is like you know molasses, and so's Alex when he says the word Florida. <laughs> like you're you're pouring syrup on some pancakes. <laughs> Uh, great oh, stuff. Man. Yeah, that show down on Saturday morning. Though, come join us. Uh, we will tweet out live early before the show, let you guys know exactly where it is here around the stadium. But come find us anytime. Uh, let us know you're here. We'll come down. We'll shake hands. We'll shake babies, something like that. Shake kiss babies, babies whatever it Signing is. Sign babies and <laughs> sign babies. <laughs> shake babies, kiss babies. One of those three. Sign take the babies gamble and, and uh, kiss some baseballs. Take, take, <laughs> take the gamble and give me your baby, basically, and find out what happens. Now, Mark, I do have a quick question for you that doesn't pertain to anything we're talking about. <laughs> do you think we can go sit in the dugout for this? 
I believe we can go wherever we want. That's what these passes say. <laughs> Wait, uh, Mark, I do have a question. Where do you think um, Notre Dame fans will be Sunday morning? Is there like a like a Catholic church all picked out where they're going before? I know you're a big Notre Dame guy. No, Notre Dame fans are in South Bend, Indiana. That's where they will be Sunday morning. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful uh, selection of the committee. Yeah, no unfair advantage. Notre Dame will not be playing Sunday. So, yeah, I don't know anything around here. I mean, they can come to me. I'm a reverend, so I'll I'll do the thing, whatever, touch them. <laughs> I will say this. I can't wait if Notre Dame goes far for just all these obscure celebrities who, like, haven't been watching college baseball, mm. like Bill Murray. I feel like Bill Murray is going to be a big Notre Dame fan. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm going to be pissed if Notre Dame wins one game, so let's be honest. So I would too, because that means A&M's going to go in too. <laughs> That's our only shot. Oh, man. Mark, you're going to you're gonna make our friend over at College Baseball Game Day mad again. Yeah, I know. I feel bad. He's so nice too. He always writes me the nicest thing is that I just trash Notre Dame on the show every week. <laughs> It's a little concerning that we can hear the the excited guy that they have at all these events through the glass. Um, the, the PA's gotten loud. Open, it's in here. Can you open Sounds the like glass? Bitsy, yeah. Uh, no, no, they don't want us there? to open the glass. They don't want us to fall through. But oh. I think on our side, we're gonna have to can't. We're gonna be done here soon because they're was that a concern for Noah that he was gonna fall through? Is that why? Or well, is that for everybody? Very tall. I don't think we can open them. No. No, actually, yeah, these are extremely tall. <laughs> they're too far up. Yeah, Mark, Mark show them the windows. Oh, we are starting to call them hogs here. Yeah. It looks like the Big Ten tournament. Oh, this would be a huge, this would be a record for the Big Ten tournament. There's more people than I would have expected there in the stands. Yeah, down there on that side is huge. I don't think they realized there's not a concert tonight, so there could be some disappointed people, and we're literally gone in an hour. They were like, where's Jimmy Buffett? Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Sam Hunt. I, that's my favorite part of College World Series is they get the country music songs out. Well, it's weird. They always pick like a captain from all the teams to come up and like dance with them. It's like, like there's there's something called a silent leader that would hate that. Like, imagine like Tim Elko like up there like dancing. Like, this doesn't work. Then he turned ACL. He's at it too. So. Wasting away in Margaritaville. <laughs> well, I think we have uh, sufficiently uh, deviated from all college baseball. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> We have sufficiently lost enough viewers at this point that we can probably did we, call it. Did we get any uh, comments tonight? I don't think any of them would have been baseball related, but uh, so I mean, we got some comments. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Taylor said we need a, a live weekend rotation outside the Chuck on Saturday. Well, we got one. We got we got we you covered. Just for Check you, Kevin. that box. Saw Kevin's comment. Make he actually people. stole that idea. Noah was just texting Chinook after he saw that, <laughs> and. Uh, and our friend uh, Sydney was asking uh, if y'all were in the same room. So, yep, we are. We are in the same room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, y'all have a good night. Noah, you, Mark, stay safe. We will not. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> no see you promises. Saturday. <laughs> all right. See y'all later.